Hi everyone, welcome to Nkwaji 260, um, your podcast that just likes to explore life's issues and talk to people about how they navigate their daily lives and the different experiences we go through. The idea is basically to try and educate each other, entertain and inspire because we all go through different journeys in our life and each one has something special that they have to share um, with uh, other people. Um, this podcast comes in three sections. Um, man-to-man conversation, conversations with my father, and a woman in a man's world. So most of the first episodes actually come off a woman in a man's world, and I'm excited for you to get to listen to some of these extraordinary women and uh, how they've navigated lives, their lives, uh, their careers. Um, Like, I'm just excited to share. Um, Most of the things we're going to do are going to be very authentic, uh, natural conversations, so it's not too scripted, just like this intro. And so I hope you enjoy it. Uh, give us feedback on any of the uh, the social media platforms. My Instagram's at GazTKB. Twitter's Elfantastico93. And obviously Gaz the King Bokwe on Facebook. So hope you enjoy it. Kwaji260. Let's take off. Um, uh, welcome to Nkwaji260. My name's obviously G. Um, if you don't know that by now, then I don't know where you've been. But yeah, hi, Michi. That's what I know you as. But um, the first thing I like to ask people is their name and as much of their name as they're willing to share with us. So um, or, or the names that you do have. I don't know what names you go by. Cool. First of all, can you hear my dog? Can you hear that? <laughs> yes, I can. But can you hear the barking? Yeah, but I'll probably get oh away. Oh my gosh. We'll keep it in there. I'll probably get away with that. <laughs> Trust me, that's some quasi 260 thing. That situation? Sorry? Can I put him out? Can I put him away? I don't know why he's barking. Okay, sure, you can check on him. Oh, is it fine? It's fine with me, oh, but if you, want, if, you want, if you want to make sure he's okay, you can do that. But it, we can, we're, I'm happy to continue. So, oh, okay, cool. No, let's. I, I'm worried about <laughs> you. Like, I don't know. He, he barks every now and then. So, I just, yeah, I, I didn't want that to disturb this. Okay, not a problem. Not a problem. Not a problem. So, yeah, okay. full names and how to say them actually. Because sometimes you have a Michi and then she has a different name. and I don't even know how to say someone's name. Yeah. Um, so my government name is mm-hmm. Mijelo. So it's pronounced Mijelo. The CH, because I'm Tonga from the south side, mm-hmm. representing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the CH is kind of like um, Z. It comes off as Z most okay. of the time. Okay. So it's spelled Michelo, but it's pronounced Mijelo. So I'm Mijelo Malambo, but uh, my media name or my alias mm-hmm. is Mitchie Zambia's sweetheart. Okay. So yeah. That's pretty cool. Um that's interesting because I've I think I've read your name before, but I didn't instantly mm. think that's Mijelo because I speak Tonga. My mom's Tonga so um that makes sense. Oh, yay. <laughs> but yeah I would never yeah. have known like you actually pronounce it that way. How many times do people get your name wrong? Like from its original pronunciation they get it wrong all the time and then the funny thing is when you tell them like it's not michelo it's michelo mm-hmm. and then some of them will be like no 
but I have a friend with that same name and we <laughs> call her Michelo. So, so I'm like, hey, that's your friend. But if you're going to say the full thing, I'd rather yeah. just say you know, the right way, which is why I don't mind being called Michi because then that's the short of it. It's not mm-hmm. the full name as, in, as it's intended to be right. pronounced. So if you can't say Michelo, please just go ahead and call me Michi. <laughs> Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. I'm glad you at least correct people. Um, I've had a few conversations around this and um, especially like traveling between cultures, even my own name, um, I rarely hear the correct pronunciation of my name, but I'm not as uh, energetic as um, a lot of people I know to correct them. I gave up on correcting most people, most. Wait, how do you pronounce your name? <laughs> I knew someone's <laughs> going to make me, to reverse it on me. It's Jitteve. <laughs> GTV. Yes. Oh, okay. It's pretty easy. That's pretty easy. Uh, but yeah. a lot of people from like the northeastern regions prepared to call me Chitebe, and I'm like, that is not my name. So it's ah. not but yeah, so that happens as well. Um okay. So the Zambia sweetheart part, how did we come up with that? Like, what's that about? Tell me a little more about how that even came up. So the Zambia sweetheart was it was a coincidence, actually. So I, I was Miss Zambia uh, mm-hmm. 2014, and mm-hmm. I represented Zambia at Miss World in 2015. Mm-hmm. So um, Miss World, obviously, it's a huge competition. Uh, there were over 117 co- contestants. So normally when you go for, you know, an event like that, mm-hmm. you are not referred to by name because there are so many girls it would be hard to remember everyone's name so they're usually referred to by country so there's zambia there's zimbabwe uganda Mm -hmm. that's your name like your country becomes your name Hmm. but uh funny enough um miss france Mm -hmm. started calling me a sweetheart she's like you're such a sweetheart um Mm -hmm. when i'm stressed i want to be with you i want to touch your skin she was obsessed with my skin (laughs) it's the weirdest thing but she was like obsessed not just looking at it but like feeling it she's like your skin is so soft yeah so and i would never i thought it was weird at first but then in the end i was like you know what if that's what they're gonna like me for my skin then hey it is what it is so i never like um had an attitude about it or anything and i was always helpful because i'm helpful by nature Mm -hmm. so they started calling me She's the sweetheart. She's such a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And then they added the Zambia because they were calling me Zambia anyway. Yeah. So Zambia's sweetheart became a thing there. But okay. then the coincidence happened mm-hmm. because um, back home, there was a newspaper that wrote an article um, just basically reminding people that I'm mm-hmm. representing Zambia in at the Miss World in 2015. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the article, the writer decided to refer to me as our sweetheart so then i'm like wait a minute do we have something here yeah but then it it didn't click at that particular moment it Mm -hmm. it came to fruition when i got on radio so when i came back home um i decided to give radio a shot so Mm -hmm. um the discussion then came what do you want to be called on radio yeah and in the beginning, I was like, I'm fine with Nigelo or Michi or, yeah, whatever. But mm-hmm. then at the time, there were two other Nigelos on radio, oh, both okay. called 
Mitch. So there's yeah. uh, there was Mitch at the time he was with Rock F- Rock FM, but now yeah. he's with Phoenix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they were like the names would sound too similar. Oh, okay. So think of something else. So then then I remembered, I was like, there was that incident that happened, and that you know was yeah. kind of interesting. So let me try and go with it and run with it. So I chose the Mitchy and mm-hmm. then added the Zambia sweetheart and yeah, okay. here we are. That's uh it's actually a very interesting story how that came about. Um and that made me curious here to just find out. So being called Zambia, Zambia or by country, like for you being called Zambia while there, what did that actually feel like? Like were you conscious of the fact that you were being called Zambia and did that feel some way if at all any? Hmm. It felt really good. I mean it felt like it 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 was an honorable feeling mm-hmm. that you're there not only representing yourself or your family or your friends Mm -hmm. it was a nice reminder that you are there for a bigger purpose and you are actually standing there as a representative of your whole country Mm -hmm. and that it was a thing of 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 honor and yeah so i think it was a very honorable feeling like i'm zambia (laughs) here i'm zambia so you'll see me you see zambia yeah, so it was a, it was a great it was a great opportunity did it did you feel any pressure from that or not at all you're just like i got this oh i felt pressure <laughs> i felt pressure oh my gosh because <laughs> the thing is mm-hmm. other countries have rigorous preparations when it comes to preparing for pageants like miss world mm-hmm. miss universe so mm-hmm. i was in a competition with countries or rather ladies that Mm -hmm. had been groomed for this particular purpose from the time they were like five years old Mm -hmm. they were trained how to walk how to speak how to answer questions so they had like a life long preparation of that particular moment and Mm then here i am just like oh (laughs) i mean i'm winging it like i'm just so the pressure i started to feel the pressure when um because before the finale, mm-hmm. there are different challenges. Right. So it's like it's it's kind of like continuous assessment, like in uni or college. I, right. I could compare it to that. So you've got different challenges and things that add up to your final score. Okay. Right? right. On on the final night. Mm-hmm. So you've got sports, you've got um oh, wow. talent. And so basically for each category, you have to sort of like audition for everything. And I was very unprepared, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I will audition for everything. Mm -hmm. I can barely sing, but I was like, hey, talent, this talent audition, (laughs) I am going. And I sang my heart out and I wasn't big for talent. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I, I kept pushing and I kept going until the category that I was actually selected for was um dances of the world so that category is where you get to showcase like a dance from your country on the finale stage so it's something that people like fight tooth and nail for Mm -hmm. and i remember at the end it was they could only pick one african country so it's seven countries that make it to that stage Mm -hmm. and they could only pick one african country and they had a problem deciding between Zambia 
in South Africa. Wow. So we had like a little dance off. It became like, hey, dance, dance, dance. And you, I have uh, never danced that hard in my life. But I was like, I will give it my all. And yeah, eventually Zambia was chosen. So we actually made history. I was the first Zambian and the first African to ever showcase um, a dance in the dances of the world category. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it felt like a win on, on that note. Yeah, that, I think that's definitely a big win. Like, um, and again, this is why I love having these conversations because like for someone that's not in that world like me, to yeah. be honest, I don't even watch the film. I hear who won or I hear or catch something on Twitter or hopefully no one like fell or tripped or there's some controversy about something. I'm like, oh, okay, what happened? Who's this? Or the new gods yeah. had like this type of skin. Oh, okay, this had this hair, and you wouldn't even yeah. think there's like even auditions and categories and all these things. But yeah, I'm already learning so much from that. And I asked that question about feeling pressure because one thing that people don't talk about, I think, a lot is when you're out there representing your country. That feeling, I. I felt it and haven't been able to relate it to anything else I've felt. It's like mm. responsibility, not wanting to disappoint, but at the same time, allowing yourself to just take pride in the fact that you're even there. And so yeah. it's, yeah. And yeah, so I can relate to being unprepared, going for a competition and then seeing everyone else being more prepared and then being like, but we're here. So we got to try and show up and show out somehow. So that's definitely... Yeah. Um, interesting to learn from you. Um, I'll switch gears a tiny little bit, staying in the same section, and um, ask an easy, difficult question. So if you were to tell me or tell us your story um, from Michi is born in X place to today Michi is here doing this. I know there's a lot mm. of in between, but if you were to pick out like certain key things that are either highlights or that had an impact in shaping who you are as a person? I know it's a big question again. You? <laughs> wow. Give us the, um, the Michi, Michi in a couple minutes summary. Michi in a couple minutes summary. So mm -hmm. I was born on the 29th of January. I share a birthday with Ms. Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I was born in a car. I was born in a Peugeot 504. Really? Is that for real? No. Yes. On the way to the hospital, <laughs> I just decided, like, I want to arrive. I ain't going to wait for the hospital because that's boring. Um, yeah. So I was born in a car, in a Peugeot 504. <laughs> okay. And yeah. That's it would be nice to start. get a Peugeot 5. It would be nice to get a Peugeot, though, because I, I hear, like, for other things, like if you're born in a plane, yeah. There's certain airlines that will give you like lifetime free travel. Oh wow! Pleasure should hit me up. Like pleasure I was should... born in a pleasure, guys. Yo, like listen, that's an endorsement right there. <laughs> right in a pigeon, as I yeah. call it, in a pigeon. Exactly. So okay, yeah. Yeah. So I was born in a pleasure. Five or four. Um, hmm. I was born in Osaka. Okay. I did my first part of school in Osaka, grade obviously grade one to like grade eight. Okay. I was, at music, I was at music kindergarten for starters. Then I went to Kalonde primary. Then I went mm -hmm. to Chadley house 
school. Okay. And then in grade nine, uh, we moved to the Copper Belt. My mom moved to the Copper Belt, so uh, we all tagged along. Okay. Uh, grade nine to 12, grade nine, I was at Eagle High School. Mm-hmm. It's now Eagle International School at Eagle. <laughs> so I was at Eagle and then grade 10 to 12, I was at Nsansa in Dola. Okay. Uh, came back to Lusaka. Oh, by the way, throughout school, like I always took part in like modeling competitions. So my first competition was in 2001. Oh, wow. And I was first princess. Mm-hmm. And then um, my next one was in 2005 where I was Miss Eagle mm-hmm. and yeah, for, for, for school, I thought it was just a hobby and I'll be done with it. Mm-hmm. No biggie. So when I completed my grade 12 and you know, there's that gap year, mm-hmm. I, I was, I was in college, but then I kind of felt lost in like the, the creative side of me was looking for something to be involved in or something to you know, keep those juices flowing or mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. So at the time, I I wasn't actively looking, mm-hmm. but I got spotted by Miklay Banda, who is a model trainer and designer. Okay. And so he was like, yo, like, I would like to train you. In the beginning, I thought nothing of it. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So every Saturday we would be at Alliance Frances and I we were taught like, the whole nine, how to walk, how to pause, how to answer questions, etiquette, how to speak, how it was like a whole thing that we mm-hmm. had to learn. Because I thought going into modeling, it, it was just about walking, but it's yeah. so much more um, that I got to learn through McClay Banda at the mm-hmm. onset. So yeah, okay. so I was trained for two years, two every years. Saturday. Wow. And he answers it, yes. And um, Went to uni. Uh-huh. I went to Mulungushi University. Uh, what well, before I went to Mulungushi University, I went to ARBT for where I did a certificate in legal studies. Okay. I was supposed to go to Edith Cohen to finish my law degree, uh-huh. but I fell out of love with the legal side of things. <laughs> and so I chose to do a marketing course. So I ended up doing a, a Bachelor of Commerce degree in marketing okay. at Mulungushi University. Right. And while at Mulungushi University, I was crowned Miss Mulungushi University in 2010. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, I was done with school. I went in heavy on the creative side of things. I was running a <laughs> magazine with a friend of mine because formal work clearly was not my, my passion, <laughs> that eight to five. Right. Um, I did, I did work for Zambian breweries for, for a little bit and it was an amazing experience, but I realized I did not necessarily want to be in that space. Mm-hmm. Hence the magazine. And whilst I was working on the magazine, I um, got scouted to take part in Miss Zambia. Okay. And then I won Miss Zambia and I represented Zambia and Miss World. I represented Zambia and Miss Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Got on radio shortly after. <laughs> and funny enough, I got on radio almost accidentally, I'd say. Right. Uh, because when I went to, in South Africa, when we went for the Miss Africa competition, mm-hmm. we had interviews and whatnot. And I remember going to Kaya FM, yeah. for one of my interviews. 
And they were like, yo, have you ever thought about doing radio? radio? <laughs> like you've got the, the wit for it, the personality, the, the, the voice. And I was like, me, radio, no. Because <laughs> there were so many misconceptions about being on radio, being a mm-hmm. DJ. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it was looked at as if you have failed everything else, then... Yeah. That's you something I actually really want to get to because that's a lot. Yeah. That's something I want to explore later today. But yeah. I'll, oh, nice. Okay, yeah. so we'll, we'll we'll go deeper into that. So anyway, we'll I there. got on radio, and radio led me to TV. So for me, it's it's kind of like I can look back on my life and see the trajectory, the points that literally led, like from this this happened so that this could happen, so that this could happen, so that this could happen. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that just blow my mind. I'm like, wow. Yeah. God is really amazing, y'all. <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's so that's the short of it, long short of it. Okay. I mean, we'll 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 I will sh- for sure dig a little deeper into some of those. But yeah, that's a very interesting how one thing led to the next that led to the next. But the one thing that I've um picked up from all of that is that you didn't just wake up one day and then show up for one pageant and then everything happened instantly. It was like, there was so many things building up to that and actually quite a bit of work involved from what it sounds like. When I hit two years of training, I'm like, yep. oh, I thought you just wake up yep. with a nice dress, show up, there's cameras and you walk and look pretty <laughs> and that's it. But that- It's a lot. Cause, cause yeah. even that two years of training wasn't the only training. Um, I later got trained even further Mm-hmm. by um Imelda Pilipili, may her soul rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, so she she was very thorough with her training and her training was specifically for beauty pageantry. That was it. And yeah, so there's a, there's a whole lot that goes into it. But again, um, remember, you, even that wasn't enough because I still went to and, a, and, and was on a platform where people had been trained for like 20 years. So wow. it's, it's a lot, but it's, it's fun. It's a lot. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, I'm enjoying getting to know you a little bit, um, but I'll have to move on to the next section and um, uncover some slightly lighter topics, maybe heavier, who knows. Um, so we'll <laughs> take a quick break there and then catch up. Okay. Okay. Okay, we're back after our little break, fully hydrated, feeling good. Mm-hmm. um it's a little bit of a switch so i of course 180 degree turn okay what would you say if i ask you what it means to you to be a woman what it means to me to be a woman mm-hmm. wow that's a light 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 question here <laughs> that's not a light question <laughs> And I need to be careful with my answer because for some strange reason, I'm the type of person that gets attacked by, um, what do you call them? Feminist? Extreme feminist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Extreme feminist. Mm-hmm. So here's my disclaimer before I answer that question. Please give This it is what us. it means to me yes. to be a woman. To mission, <laughs> to Michi Zambia sweetheart. Yes. My opinion is as valid as every other human being on this earth. Absolutely. So what it means to me to be a woman is, it's a privilege, first of all, to mm-hmm. be a woman. Mm-hmm. Because being a woman means by nature, we are nurturers. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. we are it's like we are the medicine of the earth like you know how when something happens when you feel bad Mm -hmm. you want to call your mom when you feel good you want to call your mom Mm -hmm. so being a woman is a special honor it's such a privilege Mm -hmm. because it comes with power it comes with power it comes with responsibility Mm. it comes with um endless possibilities I like that endless possibilities. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I love being a woman. I'm, I'm it took me a while, but I love being a woman. Okay, it took you a while. Okay. That's, that's 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 interesting because the next part of this question is if at all it was, I'm not sure if it was, but if at all it was, how was what woman being uh, what how was what it meant to be a woman put to you growing up? Like what, what were you made to understand being a woman as, as you grew up? Um, what was I made to understand about being a woman as I was growing up? Yeah. Like what, 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 what there, were you? There were, there were a lot of, yeah. yeah. That it, it's meant there to were a lot of, there were a lot of mixed messages. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously culturally you're told a woman should be quiet. A woman should be, you know seen not heard a woman should be long suffering you must be patient you must be tolerant so you learn all these things mm-hmm. from from culture of what is expected of a woman right but why i'm saying is why i'm the reason why i'm saying i got uh, mixed messages is because i'm um, growing up with my mom mm-hmm. i had a completely different outlook on what it means to be a woman and that's why i said endless possibilities because here was my mom. Uh, my mom and my dad separated when I was really young. So my mom essentially was a single mom, uh-huh. a single mom that was working and, uh-huh. and she was in the banking industry for a long time uh-huh. and she rose to the ranks of general managers. So I got to see my mom like be a boss at uh-huh. work and, you know, uh-huh. men coming and saying, oh, madam, we need the shiny, shiny, shiny. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it's like I'm in that environment where I'm I'm seeing my mother in this position in the workspace, being strong, being confident and, you know, being a leader. And at the same time, the same mom comes home and she strips all of that importance and whatever. And at home, she's just mom, mom, make sure homework is done. Are you good? What do you need? So mm-hmm. she was growing up in that environment that I got to see that a woman can be all these different things mm-hmm. and it's okay. 100%. As opposed to society painting a picture earlier on for me that a woman should kind of like be behind a man or mm-hmm. behind, you know, not necessarily being out there. So yeah, I got that balance but i i i definitely definitely lean more towards the kind of woman my mom is Mm -hmm. that's what i grew up with and that's what i resonate with and i think it all comes down to the balance of being a woman that's able to be this person out there in the the work industry in the work atmosphere Mm -hmm. and being a woman in the home so i i like 
where those different kind of characteristics meet and the yeah. possibilities that they can coexist. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad that um, you you got to see kind of both of those sides and figured out your place in terms of, you know, kind of leaning which side and understanding which bit is which. And um, personally, again, um, I always say on this platform that when I say personally, it's just my opinions and I'm not putting them on yeah. anyone else. Personally, I yeah. think um, with a lot of these issues, the sweet spot is usually somewhere in the middle and not really one super um, extreme. Extreme. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what role do you think um, men and women, all of us have in defining what a woman should be if we have any role do we even have a role helping define what a woman should be or helping give a picture of what a woman should be because i feel like there's some areas of society that are like a woman should be this and only this or that and only that and there's other areas of society that say a woman should decide what a woman should be for her own self because every single experience is unique so do we collectively as society have a role in trying to define what a woman should be or should we let every woman at every point in her life decide um what she you know resonates with more every woman should should decide mm -hmm. every woman should decide for herself i don't think society should come in and say this is what a woman should be every mm -hmm. woman should every woman should decide for herself based on her experiences based off of what feels natural to mm -hmm. her, yeah. based off of what feels good, based off of what is, I mean, obviously there are defining lines that you can't cross, Right. but um, a woman should definitely be able to define herself for herself. Mm -hmm. And not just a woman, even a man, everybody. Yeah. Like, you should be able to define who you are without pressures from society. Yeah, so before I take a, not a 180, but a 90 degree turn here, I was just, this came to mind right now with um, our Zambian society. Um, once we have a certain preconceived notion of what something should be, this is my feeling. I don't know whether or not you agree. There's times that we're so stuck in this preset that we find it very, very difficult to even, comprehend how someone else can either see something differently or have a different experience or want a different experience um how do you interact with that and for me um this comes from a place of almost frustration when you know like you say let's say a woman is loud a woman is out at night and then she gets attacked and zambians wake up in the morning and what you're seeing instead of saying you know who is the attacker and how the attacker did this terrible thing people start to ask why is a woman moving at night or why is she out at night and i'm like is that really what the issue here is gonna be or mm. there's an abuser here and then everyone's like she must have done something to him i'm like wait what victim shaming like yeah that's it's one of the things honestly yeah. i'm one of i feel like i'm one of the proudest people to be zambian and i carry that flag on my heart every single place I touch I'm happy to share that but lately more and more especially based on social media but I know that's also on the street 
that's a part of our current society and culture that I'm not sure I really like, and I'm not sure what to do about it or what the solution is for us. And I don't know what your thoughts are about it. Do you see a problem there? And if you do, where do we start to create the solution? There definitely is a problem. There definitely, definitely is a huge, huge problem. And it kind of feels like in as much as you have, it's like you have different facets trying to change that notion, trying to change certain misconceptions and, mm -hmm. and certain ways of thinking. But at the same time, you've got heavy voices mm -hmm. and heavy representation for no, but even how, why was she mm -hmm. drunk? And mm -hmm. so it's, 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 it's kind of, it's a tricky one. Yeah. Because obviously a way to help is, is to have conversations around it. Like let's be open and, and hear from both sides and right. let's educate each other. Mm -hmm. it, it, it almost feels like it needs to be a, something that's investigated from the root. Mm -hmm. Like why, do you have that perception? Why do you think the way you do? Yeah. Maybe if you start from, from, from there. there and then <laughs> I think like this because that's what my father used to say. And then like, I think it needs to be broken down further. Like it needs to, it, it needs to be a thorough investiga investigation. Why do you think that way? Why do you have mm -hmm. those feelings and then turn the logical um, knob on it as well. Mm -hmm. Let's be logical about this situation. Yeah. Do you still share the same feelings about it? And then you obviously bring in, I mean, that's why there's rules and laws and regulations. You bring in exactly. human rights aspects. Let's not look at this person as a woman. Yeah. Let's look at this person as, as a human being. being. Yeah. So it needs to be, I don't think there's a one answer fits all to that situation. Definitely mm -hmm. there needs to be a paradigm shift but mm -hmm. that shift can only come based off of different methods. So yeah. talk about it, investigate, mm -hmm. educate, and, and hopefully, um, you know, with the, the, the new generations that are coming along, mm -hmm. hopefully we'll start seeing less and less of, of such toxic ways of behavior. thinking. <laughs> yeah, behavior, yeah. Yeah, that's a very uh, good uh, comprehensive um answer now um in your i guess whether career or personal life or experiences um do you have any any specific things that you could point out that being female or being a woman has specifically either helped you or been an advantage and also on the opposite end do you have any specific things where it's you've had a certain challenge specifically because you're female where you know, okay, if I wasn't female in this situation, this might be easier because I'm not female or this might be more challenging. Um, I don't know mm. from your experience if you've had any of those or it's just been balanced for you. I mean, definitely there's been those situations and it's, there's, I can see, I can, point out loosely when I think about my career there are certain situations where I'm like okay yeah uh -huh. being female worked for my to my advantage in that situation or being female was did not help in that particular situation I'll give I'll give an example uh -huh. 
And before I give this example, I just want to appreciate um, the fact that I work with people that are, you know, feminists, not mm -hmm. extreme angry feminists, but like, you know, <laughs> the ones I can have conversations with. So yeah. I'm grateful that I work with men that are like that. And awesome. um, being on radio, usually radio stations would like to have a balance of male and female. Mm -hmm. So if you're a female, you have a male co-host. And in the radio framework, mm -hmm. there's, if you've got two co-hosts, if you've got two hosts of a show, one has to be the driver. So the driver is basically the person that, I mean, for people that might not understand how, you know, radio works, mm -hmm. the driver is the person that controls, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. So you're controlling the flow of the show. You're controlling the music, the ads. You're basically engineering. And the person on the other side is, you know, contributing and is your push, like your, your help. Mm -hmm. So the driver is the person that's, you know, by the thing. Now, usually when there's two hosts, male and female, mm -hmm. the driver is expected to be male huh. because you're leading. Mm -hmm. So I remember for one of my shows, um, someone walked in and he was like, you're sitting at the wrong side of- Oh, wow. <laughs> of the booth he's supposed to so so this person walked in for the first time yeah and so i'm with my co-host and obviously i'm driving yeah and he's my co-host is on the other side who's male and he's like why why are you sitting there he's the one that's supposed to be driving you're the one you're supposed to be on the other end wow and in that situation i was like for me it was an eye-opener because it was never a problem it was never brought up as a it was more of an experience thing in that situation. Mm -hmm. You've been doing radio more. You understand how everything flows. Of your, you drive based off of that. Yeah. And so for me, that, that moment kind of made me feel uneasy. Like, wow. Mm -hmm. So you will just disregard my skill set mm -hmm. or my delivery you will disregard all of that and just base it on the fact that it's I the gender it. yeah that's so so there are moments like that and and while sticking to radio even situations where i'm interviewing uh we have an interview with maybe different political figures or people within in you know corporate the corporate industry and, mm -hmm. and their men and what i noticed is they'll come in and not really want to almost like invalidate my presence mm -hmm. and more want to just have the conversation more with my male co-hosts. Wow. So even then I'm like, so you kind of have to, I find, I, I found that as a woman in this industry, you have to be, unfortunately, you have to mm -hmm. constantly prove yourself. Prove like yourself I'm worth your ear i'm worth this position i'm mm -hmm. worth my employers trusting me in this particular area so you kind of have to work harder but at the same time for me i don't look at that as a negative like when i look at it as a whole mm -hmm. you turn it, it just means that i'm you know i'm polishing my skills i'm Even learning more, more. Yeah. i'm putting myself out there to continue learning and just to be bad but at what i do can you say bad 
Can we say the actual it's, it's, word? It's an open bad platform. It's, a, it's an open platform. <laughs> yeah, just be badass at what I do. So, <laughs> so um, yeah. That's like, so you saying that and me sitting on this end, my blood is boiling. Now, what? in that moment, how do you, because sometimes, and this, this happens a lot, um, even when you switch it kind of to a racial context where, like where I am, I'm in Canada right now in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. It's an unpopular thing to say because everyone just expects you to be grateful to be here and have a life or whatever. And I'm like, bro, like, I have a place I'm from where life exists and we're fine. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, so when you point out certain issues, people don't expect. And so when a situation like that happens, because it's the same sim- similar situation, not exactly the same way, you have to be almost twice as good at most things you do. Mm. Mm. just be good and so like right now this happened today i got three people today today i think i was they were trying to push me over the edge that came in came in and asked me for the other guy like where's the other guy the the manager or something i'm like yeah you mean me no no the the other guy that's the manager i'm like no that's me staff i'm the manager Oh, oh, and this happened three times. I'm like, what's what? the difference I see between me and that person? Now, when your blood yeah. is boiling in that moment, mm. it's almost like if you react a certain way, you are validating their mm. distrust or their second guessing you. So you don't want to do that. But at the same time, you just want to like give them some and just like, you know, but how do you handle that with grace? Like in those moments, especially as a media mm. person, for example, if you're interviewing someone, you also want to keep your poise still. So how do you, mm. how do you navigate that? And how do you, where do you take that boiling energy? Mm. I think for, for, for me in, well, in the, in the different examples that I gave, the different situations where someone is trying to intimidate you based off of the fact that you're female. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if you have a reaction it's going uh-huh. to be like, hey, women are emotional. They are white. Exactly. That's why they shouldn't be in these positions. Oh, man. So I've, over the years, I've learned to detach myself from certain, how do I, um, it's, it's kind of like, there's that saying about you can't control, you know, what people say or what they do. Uh-huh but you can control how you react to it and and how you feel about it. So being a, being Christian, being, I I, I like to read a lot, there's certain philosophies that I'm really down for. And -hmm. one of them is is stoicism. Mm -hmm. And a lot of being, a lot about being stoic, English is hard, comes with (laughs) not taking things personally. Mm. So I find ways in those situations where I'm like, okay, that's how you think and that's how you feel. But before this interview is over or before this interaction is over, mm-hmm. I will try through the conversation mm-hmm. and change your perception in a way that you'll be able to see me just as, you know, an interviewer or mm-hmm. a, a presenter and you, you'll be able to respect me in that um, realm and disregard whether I'm female or male. And it usually does happen. At the end of certain interviews, they'll be like, oh, 
Such a young lady, you are very smart, eh? And then you're like, so, so, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad to say that it, it doesn't last for long. Okay, that's like good. that would be like the initial, ugh, like oh, the woman, this girl, what does she want to tell me? What she can't talk to me? Blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. as the conversation goes on, mm-hmm. and I'm asking the questions, and we're you know having this debate or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then it flips, the 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 focus switches to what the focus should be, which mm-hmm. is the conversation that we're having at that particular moment. So yeah all right that's that's awesome you're definitely uh doing a better job of it than me because sometimes i'm just <laughs> like yeah today I literally had to talk twice to someone they're like remember their rage whatever they're saying it's not about you that's them yeah so yeah yeah i will keep but, learning but that's, also, but, that's, <laughs> that, but that's also not that's that's also a good thing like sometimes yeah. there are some situations and some people that you kind of have to be like Hey guy, like honestly, um, I don't know if you know Hussein. He's a he's a DJ. So Hussein has a tagline yeah, yeah, that goes, yeah, yeah. So Hussein has a tagline that goes, "Iwe, do you know who I am?" <laughs> so sometimes I have that playing in my head when I met with someone that just wants to be yeah. difficult and rude and look down on me. I don't say it out loud, but in my mind, I'm just like, Iwe. <laughs> i've earned this spot you know who i am like you know let's respect each other so yeah now that's definitely awesome to learn that and i mean hopefully through these conversations as well different people that go through these situations can um hear that and you know uh figure out different ways to deal with some of these things because the other thing like you said which you don't want to do is you don't want to walk right into that trap and validate all their prejudices and everything um, before I segue to, because I like that that little part you just said, but before I get to that, I have one more um, question, and this is from a woman's perspective again, about men though. So from where you're sitting down and your interactions with men through relationships, friends, family, um, what if you could just think of one or two things that you wish men knew? especially from a perspective where you see them suffer on something that maybe they shouldn't be suffering for or about uh, within themselves. If you were to think of what do you wish men knew? If you could find something you wish men just knew in general. I wish men, I wish men knew that we can be on the same team like Mm. we can be teammates i wish men more men knew that because i feel like a lot of suffering that men endure especially when it comes to mental and emotional issues Mm -hmm. and how they want to hold everything in i feel like it comes from a point of mistrust i can't open up about this because Mm I'm a man, this is a woman. Like, I wish men knew that, hey, we can be on the same team, like, it's fine. Mm. What are you feeling? Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. We can help each other out and it's perfectly fine. You're a human at the end of the day. Yeah. So exactly. I wish men knew that. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. 
yeah that's awesome so um we could talk about that section for like hours and hours and hours but again <laughs> we gotta keep moving so we get to the last section the fun the easiest or for some people the hardest section who knows <laughs> um where i'm gonna touch on a few things just about you know uh your journey and then i'll explain how the last section works in a second here but again we go on a hydration break go hydrate if you're listening i'm big on hydration and we'll also go hydrate uh here and we are back fully hydrated again um so I'm gonna to go to the quick fire section of uh, the conversation. This is where we just hit you with the question and then hit us with a quick answer, unless um, we want to expand a little bit, which we can do. Now, one thing I'm fascinated with is um, my interaction with a lot of people that are in the media or celebrities, I don't know, well-known people. Mm. There's a lot of misconceptions about who you are and what you're like. Mm-hmm. how do you deal with when people think something that's very different from what you're really like and then they meet you and you're aware of kind of what they think uh, like how do you handle that when they think you're snobby or you act some way mm. how do you usually deal with that do you try to be some way or do you just do you i just do me i'm just myself like 24 <laughs> 7 your takeaway has nothing to do with me do you think That's that catches people off guard? Off of how you perceive <laughs> life and situations, but I'm I'm always myself. So do you think yeah. that catches people off guard? It does. It does. Um, funny enough, someone once said, "Can ah, she are nice? Even a celebrity." <laughs> so I'm like, "Uh, okay. I don't know what y'all are used to, but this is me." So. I think people forget that no matter how celebrated a human being becomes, they are still a human being. Human being, first. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of people see people that are in the creative arts, music, radio, beauty kind of stuff as people that are just like failed at all the proper things that they could do or are lazy and can't do the proper things that other people do and just decide to go and do these things that require no thought or no brains. I'm obviously saying that in a sarcastic fashion because we're sitting here. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Your sarcasm is very loud. Uh, Yeah. What do you say to those people? Hey, educate yourself. (laughs) Because to to be a creative, to be in media to be a musician be an artist it takes a whole lot Mm -hmm. and you're only seeing what that person is allowing you to see Mm -hmm. you don't know their background whether it's academic you don't know what they read you don't know what they know like you don't understand the depth of what of their knowledge Mm -hmm. or their skill set so i think yeah educate yourself get to know what a creative is about um how what do you say to someone that thinks um pageantry objectifies women i'd say i'm not completely wrong Mm -hmm. it does to a certain degree Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's facts it does to a certain degree because um especially Mm -hmm. when you look 
when you're going to be a pageant queen, mm-hmm. you need to be involved in pageants that resonate with what you're trying to sell. Because every pageant has different reasons why it's famous. Mm-hmm. The reason why I was so comfortable and ready to do Miss World mm-hmm. is because Miss World, Miss World's tagline is beauty with a purpose. So mm-hmm. Miss World's aim is is not it's not it's not about beauty aesthetic beauty mm-hmm. it's about beauty within your heart beauty as a person what are you able to give to the world to your mm-hmm. community so i resonated with that kind of pageant because it's different and especially because things um categories or segments that make women appear a certain way mm-hmm. objectifying them were stripped off Miss World. Miss World, you don't have swimsuit, you don't have bikini. So the the focus is on here and Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. So there are certain pageants that still objectify women. And you see men even comment on on certain pageant groups or pages and they're like, I we are just waiting for the swimsuit section. (laughs) That's all we're here for. So they're there that's why I'm saying that they're not wrong. Yeah. I have, I have, a, I have an interesting I have an interesting perspective on that though hmm. um, which is that I can see why they would pull those segments in order to kind of keep things focused on what they're actually trying to achieve mm-hmm. but it also kind of makes me sad in a sense that like can we as humans really not do better than that like can we not hmm. celebrate so for example I'm someone that openly likes to celebrate things around sexuality and things like that and i'm like you can celebrate that aspect whether it's sexuality or even like swimsuit modeling is not necessarily intended to be sexual but of course it will catch some people that way and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's sad that almost like like we're all even adults or little kids that you need to like strip away these things just to keep you focused on what you need to focus on so it's like Mm. A piece of me is like that's kind of sad but anyways it is it's, it's almost like we're saying we're not able to i don't know it's like when it's like saying as a species or as as humanity <laughs> we're not able to focus on one thing like we're <laughs> easily swayed yeah. and yeah so, it's crazy anyway yeah okay why do you think it appears that our parents' generation's relationships seem to last longer than now? Mm. Emphasis on seemed. Seemed, yeah. Um, I think back then what was celebrated was the longevity of a marriage or relationship, not necessarily the quality of it. Mm-hmm. So our parents stayed and endured even in times when they were unhappy and it was extremely toxic and unhealthy because that's where the worth was. The worth of you as a woman or a man, a married woman or a married man was in the longevity of your marriage and not necessarily the quality. So now I think with our generation, people are like, hey, I'm I'm not happy, it's not working. I'm out. So now the focus has changed and people are now more 
into the actual quality mm-hmm. of that relationship over longevity. All right, awesome. How do you think a partner should handle the insecurities of another in a relationship? Where is the line between being supportive and trying to do the work for them? You, reassurance. That's where the answer lies, in in Mm. reassurance. You need to reassure your partner that like show them who you are like through your actions and any logical person will see the pattern and they'll, they'll get to understand the kind of person you are and they'll get to understand your boundaries what you can and cannot do so it's about communication one communication top and within that communication comes reassurance and understanding your partner but of course understanding comes from communication so i think I would tie it down to communicate. Communication. All right. Awesome. Um, I'm almost getting to the end here. Um, <laughs> do you think it's true that nice guys finish last? No. No? Really? I've had I've had like that's that that's the most like opinion split splitting question that I have. So you don't think nice guys finish last? Okay. No, no. And abusive relationships. Do you think unfriending someone because they're enabling an abuser is justifiable? Unfriending someone because they're enabling an abuser. So a close friend of yours, including someone that's super abusive, but enabling them. And then you get to the point where like, you know what? Nah, I'm out. Like I can't keep like being engulfed in your things <laughs> yeah it's justifiable like is it not a lack of your... to your friend? <laughs> yeah i mean you guys like even <laughs> toxicity is contagious it's draining you can't be in a position where especially if you've made your feelings known mm-hmm. and your stance known and and this person decides to just continue being in that situation mm-hmm. it, it, it becomes draining and it takes away from your cup so if you've done what you can this person clearly does not deserve to continue sipping from the cup that you're pouring so remove yourself y'all and, and y'all take care of yourself it. get out check out log out yeah. <laughs> yep okay uh last three questions one has to do with <laughs> etiquette what one thing stands out most to you when you meet people or interact with people as pleasant in terms of etiquette and what one thing is just a pet peeve that just like you're like no pleasant is people that smile when they say hello My way. When they meet someone for the first time listen some of us don't know how to smile so <laughs> <laughs> if i'm not actually <laughs> laughing I can't do the, the deliberate smile. Like so if so when I smile, it's just like coming from, but if I'm not feeling it, I can't like normal of those I can be like, welcome. I can't even do it. Like I it's <laughs> really? No, I can't. <laughs> oh, you look like you look like a smiler. You're you're you look like you're a smiler. So I'm surprised. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think for mm-hmm. for me that that first 
yeah, that usually is like, oh, that's a that's pleasant. Mm-hmm. Like you smile when you greet someone. Um, stand up, even standing up and smiling. Uh-huh. Ah, yeah, good person in my books. Like if I'm meeting you for the first time, because I try my best to do that. If I'm meeting you for the first time and we're in a situation where I'm sitting down, uh-huh. I will stand up and smile and say hello. It's. Yeah. I'll, yeah, t- so I'll tell you the first thing. Is. I'll tell you the first thing I picked up on when I met you after you answered the question. You meant <laughs> what? <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> I'm trying to remember now. You won't. Like... You won't. I'll remind you. But yeah. So, so the 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 negative etiquette, the negative actually the lack of etiquette that annoys you. Don't worry, that I remind you. Is, is people being people being rude to people that they perceive are not on their level. Like mm-hmm. maybe if you're at a restaurant and they're just being horrible to the waiters or mm-hmm. yeah, that for me is just no. Like treat, treat people the same. Like treat people, how you treat people shouldn't be about those people. It should be about you. Like what kind of person are you? And that should be consistent and that should be displayed by how you treat people regardless of their perceived class. Mm-hmm. And while on this ish, I just want to say like, um, I've had horrible experiences where I walk into a, a bank or a, you know, somewhere, a customer service place. Mm-hmm. And then they will be, Funny enough, when it's especially when it's a woman, I don't know what that's about. Women, please, I don't know what that's about. But you find a woman that would just be rude for no reason, which account number there? And I'm like, where? And she said, "Was first for the account number there?" And I'm like, who? But then, the moment that they, maybe I sign my name, mm-hmm. then they look at me. They look at the thing. Then obviously with these masks and stuff, maybe sometimes <laughs> I'll like adjust my mask and then they'll get to see that. And I'll be like, Michi, oh my God. And then they try to switch up. I hate that. It's I hate that. It's, it's like, That's I already know late. the kind of person you are. It's late. It's fine. So yeah, that that's a pet peeve for me. Like just, just be good. Just be polite to people regardless. All right. So that's the, that's the, Negative, well, kind of negative and positive at the same time. All right, cool. So kind of, kind of two polar opposites. Okay, let's 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 go to the DMs. <laughs> the DMs. What's the smoothest the slide? What's the smoothest slide you've received? The smoothest slide I've received. Uh... Actually, I'll flip that. Out. The smoothest slide you received, and then what advice do you have for people that are sliding in DMs? Like, what should you not do, and what should you at least do to even stand a chance of having a decent conversation with a human being in whose DM you just did? <laughs> the smoothest slide in the DM was. Hmm. Now that you think about it. <laughs> no, because funny enough, okay, I don't want to go too much into that, but someone once asked if I could go to, if I'm interested in art. Hmm. There was an art gallery that was exhibiting and I thought that was so 
different and refreshing because mm-hmm. people usually say drinks chills <laughs> but this was literally just it was art like yeah in case you're interested there's this thing happening and it wasn't it wasn't forceful it wasn't we're going on a date it wasn't i like you oh my gosh mm-hmm. it was just there's an exhibition that's open i'll be there if you want to swing by Ooh. so right. i thought that was pretty smooth and just plain it wasn't too much advice i'd give mm-hmm. on what not to do when sliding in the dms mm-hmm. Ish. um yeah don't be forceful be don't be thirsty like just be <laughs> be normal be subtle just Ish. be a person like it's it's such a turn off when someone says that's we i think the weirdest one i've ever gotten was someone sent a picture of their payslip mm-hmm. like dm'd their payslip oh so and said i can take care of you i want wow. to marry you wow. in case you think i'm not able to do this this is how much i make and then they send pictures of their house <laughs> i was just like, yeah no so just just be subtle be subtle be normal be normal it works <laughs> and if you've got a somebody don't be in somebody's dms louder, just louder don't do it the back. <laughs> yeah okay last question is on first dates um mm-hmm. there's an idea that men look to assert themselves in first dates or show some dominance and like you know i got this and then women look to find commonalities and connection points so they're looking for you know what do we have in common what makes me more likely to want to hang out with you or see you again uh, first mm. of all what do you think about that idea and then what are you looking for in a first date that makes you more likely to go on a second date and this could be both romantic or just a platonic date let's see um yeah, I think that's true, though. The, the, the notion that you just spoke about. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, women are a certain way, men are a certain way. You can't argue that one out, whether it's biologically or by whatever. <laughs> we all have the way that our minds work. And mm-hmm. there are certain things that are, yes, the man will push something forward and the woman will have a different agenda. Mm-hmm. It's mm. uh-huh. <laughs> that's a tough one. What was the first question again? Um, the, well, the actual question is basically you answered the first part. The second yeah. part was what are you looking for in the first date? First date that makes it more likely mm-hmm. that there will be a second. Or what are you? Mm, yeah. What's yeah. the opposite? What's gonna turn you off? Like, oh yeah, hell no. Yeah. Mm. First date, what I would look for is, um, first of all, is this person kind? Mm. And there's certain things that you can't fake, and it goes back to like I mentioned, how you talk to the people that are around. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you going to talk to the waiter? How are you going to talk to? 
the cleaner? How are you going to order your meal or whatever it is that you're ordering? Mm-hmm. And are you going to, are you a gentleman? Will you pull out my chair? Will you, mm. you know, oh, there's, there's certain basic <laughs> levels of etiquette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are kind of the little things that I would look for. But obviously when the conversation starts going, mm-hmm. uh, you would want to um, kind of like, I, I would, I, it's me on the date, first date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like to know what, what you're about, like the things that are important to you. It doesn't have to be really deep, but there are certain things that are big for me. I'm big on family. I'm big on faith. I'm big on, um, yeah, faith, family. There are certain core values that we have to have in common. And mm-hmm. you can get to that without necessarily going too deep because Mm -hmm. it is the first date after all so those are certain things i'd like to know how you treat the women in your life your mom your sisters Mm -hmm. what's your relationship like with them and yeah and no no for me would be someone that's rude yes um (laughs) someone that's obnoxious very showy Mm -hmm. there's some people that first date Uh. (laughs) okay yeah your phone should be on the table whatever but the phones are out (laughs) the keys are out before we even get to talking about this conversation it's yeah let me just call the mechanic because the range rover (laughs) because i have to use the mercedes because now the range rover let me just call my my guy like for me those things are just mm, mm, no so it's yeah yeah. We're learning. We're learning and listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. luckily or unluckily for you, that was the last question. Um, no, really? It really was just like that. It's a wrap. I was having fun. I'm glad you were. Um, and thank you very much for coming on. Hopefully, um, you'll be happy to come on when we invite you to talk about similar or other things in the future. It was a definitely a pleasurable conversation so, i would love to i'm i'm i would love to be back thank I'll you get, so much. i'll get all the listeners to sign a petition to have you back soon enough so <laughs> please but yeah so if some people are interested in who you are what you do and they just want to follow you keep up with michi where do they go how do they find you mm. you know oh, so i'm pretty active on yeah i'm pretty active on various social media platforms so uh, michi zambia sweetheart on facebook michi underscore zambia sweetheart on instagram at michi malambo on twitter uh-huh. uh tiktok michi zambia sweetheart i love tiktok like it's fun i'm done like yeah those i'm capped out you don't like TikTok. no i'm just no i'm just i don't really not like it i'm just capped like i, I think yeah. i'm old i'm just like i I'm done. At, at Instagram, I was like, okay, guys, Instagram, Snapchat. Okay, okay, I'm capped. I'm just capped <laughs> out. <laughs> but yeah, f- yeah, follow her on all those socials. Um, I'll leave yeah. a link in the descriptions to all of this stuff. And yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on Quadri 260. Let's catch up sometime soon. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs>